0: Today on the Help Me Grow My Business podcast, we chat with Local Search's very own HR manager, Wes Graham, about all the HR basics your small business needs to know. From how to hire the top talent to creating a great culture, we've covered it all. So let's get into it. and welcome to the Help Me Grow My Business podcast.
1: Thanks, Katrina. It's good to be here.
0: So before we start, what actually is HR and why should small businesses have an in-depth understanding of that?
1: Well, if you ask my family, even some other people that I work with, they say that we're the the fun police.
0: I have heard that rumor, I won't lie.
1: Yeah. And you walk into a room and it's like, uh uh-oh, stop what you're doing, HR's here. But look, in all honesty, you know, I, I like to say that we're the custodians of fun within a business, right? Um, or the custodians of culture, really. So our job within business is to focus on the employee life cycle mm-hmm. right from the start, from how do we attract candidates into a business, how do we recruit them, how do we onboard them, how we develop them, and even right through to when they're, they're exited from the business. So there's lots of intricacies with regards to the life cycle and And the environment that HR works in, it's it's highly regulated. There's been updated legislation that's passed. There's been wage increases, all this stuff that we are heavily involved in. For us at Local Search, yes, compliance is is a big part of it. But for us in HR, our five pillars, in addition to compliance, we also have talent acquisition, talent development, employee experience – and safety and wellness. So everything that we do as a, a HR team ties back to one of those five pillars and that and that forms part of our, our HR strategic plan. The other thing I say too is that it, it's great to have a HR specialist in-house, but HR really is, is everyone's responsibility as well. So we're there to support and guide and make sure we're compliant, but it's, it's a two-way street as well. So we want to be able to support our managers and employees to, to be engaged and do the right thing as well. We don't want to be a reactive department or just a, a functional expert. The, the best HR people are strategic partners in a business. So we don't just fight fires. I like to say we fuel growth of employees and the business.
0: That's a really good way of putting that. But in saying all this... If we're being realistic, not every small business has the budget or the ability to have a specialised HR person. So how do they ensure that they're meeting their legal obligations to ensure compliance with labour laws and regulations? And where do they go if they just need advice from a professional?
1: Good question. So look, ignorance in this case is is definitely not bliss. So according to the Australian Small Business Ombudsman, small businesses employ 44% of Australia's workforce. So it's, which in effect means that small business is Australia's largest employer. Wow. So they're not immune to to fair work knocking on the door and and wanting to look into what the practices are and and you're not immune to your employees going to fair work, you know, if they feel they're they're not getting their entitlements or or whatnot. So what I would recommend for for small businesses that don't have that budget for a specialist HR person in-house would be... Number one, I would say make strategic alliances. So partner with the the subject matter experts that are out there. So this doesn't always mean lawyers because lawyers are expensive, although they're good, but there's other ways to access lawyers or employment relations experts. Um, So I would say partner with associations that are out there that have been created to support business So, you know, one I use is is the Australian Human Resource Institute. So businesses can sign up to a membership there. I also recommend someone like um, Business Chamber Queensland. But there's another one as well, the Council of Small Business Organisations Australia. So each of these associations, it's all membership, you know, subscription. Based in terms of of fees, but you get a wide access to their resources. They have like helplines, you could talk to employment relations consultant and they have, you know, they've got the tools and resources and and courses and videos and everything else, templates that you could tap into. The other option is to look for a a consultant, a HR consultant and there's a lot out there, good ones and bad ones. So you'd want to do your homework or try and get a referral to a good HR consultant. But if you go down that path, you really want to make sure that the HR consultant understands your business, understands the industry that your company works in. They need to really know what your business values are and what your business plan entails. I'd even have them come out to site and meet people, get a feel for the office, do a HR audit. And you know the consultants that that want your business, they'll do that. They'll come out and do a free HR audit. Mm. I'd even say get them to spend it down the road with you if, if that's where your office is, okay? So they really need to be an extension of your business.
0: They need to be a fit, just like any other hire yep. would be.
1: Yep, so it's like having your own employee, but you're just paying for service. My other recommendation, second one, would be around the software that you're using. So there's, there's lots of HR software out there that can really help automate and streamline uh, your basic HR processes. So end-to-end people management platforms that cover most aspects of the employee lifecycle. So from recruiting and onboarding to engagement to productivity, there are systems out there that do reduce paperwork and help manage the hiring process and streamline employee management with online rosters and timesheets and leave management, all that sort of stuff. And my Third recommendation for small business would be tap into what the Fair Work Ombudsman can offer you. So they can actually be your friend. Small businesses can sign up to what they call is the the Small Business Showcase. So no matter what stage that your business is at, you can log in to this showcase and you've got access to tools and resources and they'll help you better understand your workplace rights and obligations. Their resources include things like checklists and videos, fact sheets, online courses, and it's all in normal language mm, that's for small good. business owners. Yeah. They've also got an employer advisory service. So if you just want to jump on the phone and talk to someone, you've got a question around payroll or whatever it is, or the recent legislative changes, they'll they'll talk to you about it and, and next steps and, and point you in the right direction as well. And best of all, it's free.
0: I was about to say, is this one free for our small business owners? Yeah. That's good. So that's a cost-effective solution realistically, and it seems like everything's kind of bundled in this one place and it just can be their go-to.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's all online.
0: We spoke briefly about hiring in your answer there. So where would you say the best places are for small businesses on a budget to advertise open positions? I mean, we've all heard of Seek, but is that where they should be going or is there other other avenues?
1: Yeah, well, look – Job listing sites like Seek and Indeed are are, are very commonly used job boards that appeal to a number of generations, you know, your millennials and Gen Zs and and others in that bracket, because it's at their fingertips. It's Mm -hmm. quick. It's easy. They can apply for 10 jobs in a minute on their phone. They can browse through it. Look, there's advantages and disadvantages to that. But right now, we're in a a candidate tight market. It's quite hard to source people. And You can plug ads up on these job boards. It's a little bit hit and miss, but look, I would still recommend putting an ad up on Seek depending on the industry that you're in. I mean, we certainly use it at at Local Search, but I think the focus really needs to be around elevating your business through your people, and that's how you source the good candidates. What we do here at Local Search is we have an employee referral program, and we're finding it's a great way to source candidates, especially now in a candidate-type market. So, there's a lot of recruiting through word of mouth. We have a monetary incentive that we give our employees uh, if they refer someone, and that, that new employee's been with us for one month. And then at the six month mark, there's another little bonus that we pay our referring employee. There's other commonly uh, used avenues out there for small business too. You know, you can partner with TAFEs, trade schools, and apprenticeship schemes, and all that that's out there as well. But one other Uh, I guess, aspect, I think, which may be new for small business or industry out there, and that would be to build your network through talent pooling. For example, I've got a, a neighbor at home. He lives across the street from me. He's a painter. He's a bloody good one. He's a top bloke. He's got the gift of the gap, and he has a system for talent pooling. Now, he's a sole trader, and what he does when he goes to these jobs is, you know, he may be partnered with another tradie that's there on site working on this house or whatever it is. Uh, could be an electrician, could be painter, plumber, whatever. Most of them obviously are painters because that's what he is. Now, he'll get to know them. So he'll talk to them while on the job. And while he's talking to them, he's, in effect, it, it's an interview in I his mind. I love this. Right? So he's interviewing this other tradie. They don't even know. He'll inspect their work. He'll run his eye over how, how good they are. So that's his assessment for their technical skill, and then he'll, you know, if he likes what he sees, he he pretty much is able to get a measure on their ability, their aspiration, and their their attitude. And from there, you know, if they tick all those boxes, he he gets their contact details and he puts them in the phone, right, and and in the cloud too, I think. So he now has a pool of talent on his phone of tradies that are out there for whenever he needs to bring people on for a bigger job. He's got notes on them if he, he feels he needs to have done that at the time. So he's never advertising. He's never struggling to try and find people because he, he does it as he goes while on the job.
0: He's cracked the code, hasn't he?
1: Yeah. it's He was telling me this story. I'm like, mate, that's you're, you're doing my job. Yeah, <laughs> That's what HR does. <laughs> like you're talent pooling. He's looking at me like, huh? Um, but, yeah, it's, it's exactly what he does and it works for him.
0: Wow, that's impressive.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's there's other avenues as well for networking and trying to source candidates. There's, there's LinkedIn. I mean, that could be very powerful, but it really depends what industry you're operating in. I would say long-term for attracting candidates, the focus really should be on building your employer brand so that people want to work for you and strengthen your culture. Speaking of LinkedIn, you know, according to them, 75% of job seekers consider an employee's brand before even applying for a job. Wow. So, having that focus and enhancing your employee value proposition will go a long way to enhancing your brand in the market to be able to attract and retain good people out there.
0: You want to be the place that people want to work. Yeah. And you want that reputation in your community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's that question, you know, why, you know, what's it like to work for that business? That's your EVP, that's your employee value proposition.
0: In saying this, you're saying it's quite a tough market for those out there who are hiring at the moment. What are some incentives or points of difference that a small business could offer to make them more attractive to candidates out there?
1: Good question. I'd say given the way uh, the economy is right now, tight candidate market, everything else, I would say, and, and it's a simple one, and that is doing right by your employees. It's more important now than I think than than ever before. And I read a, a study by some global consultants recently. They're called McKinsey, and it was a study they did, I think, about a year ago, where they said that workers who have a positive employee experience have 16 times the engagement level of employees with an, a negative experience, and eight times more likely to want to stay at the business. So, in terms of small businesses, they really need to to plug into one of the biggest advantages that they have right now, and that is um, treating their employees like individuals. They're able to establish that connection with them because they're, they're right there. In terms of connection, I would say try to inspire a culture of connection. So peer-to-peer and manager-led reward and recognition um, can go a long way as well. It could be as simple as thanking people, giving them kudos for something they've done well. It could be gift cards. It could be employee of the month. uh, It could be giving a shout out, any of the above to be able to reward and recognize. I mean, studies have shown that recognition goes a long way when it comes to, to culture.
0: Why is culture so important?
1: Okay, well, look, it's extremely important right now. So the the textbooks will say that culture is a set of shared values, goals, attitudes and practices that characterise an organisation. So for me, culture is is a massive part of your employer brand and it's linked to the question that, that every job hunter asks themselves about a potential employer, like I said earlier, and that is, you know, what's it like to work there? So it's more than just having a mission statement you know, stuck on the wall or having Friday afternoon drinks. Building a good culture takes time and compassion, and it needs to align with your, your overall purpose as a business. I would say a positive culture is one that's built on meaningful work, having core values, and open communication and trust. And if you're lucky, to have, lucky enough to have good culture, it'll attract good employees. And once they're embraced by the culture, they don't have many reasons to leave. Trust and communication, you know, trust is really the key ingredient here. How do you build trust, I guess, in small business? I would say increase your visibility across the business. Get involved and be seen in particular projects, jobs that you've won, processes, decisions that need to be made. Just increase that, you know, that visibility.
0: Make people feel like they're a part of something rather than just a number, I suppose. Yeah, and
1: be be transparent with people be as open and as honest as you can and you'll be able to establish those those relationships at work and build on trust in terms of communication in my time I've done a lot of engagement surveys in businesses and been on, you know been on the end of an engagement survey as well a few times and one of the constants I find in doing these engagement surveys is that communication is always highlighted as a key opportunity area for a business People always want to know what is happening or why a decision was made. They don't want to feel like they've been left in the dark. It's that, that normal human, I guess, that human behaviour. If, if, if you can't foresee you know, the future or, or a few steps ahead, um, it creates uncertainty and that creates stress and overwhelm and, and all the above. So people want to be in the know. So where possible, try and keep information public. Ask for their buy-in, share a business plan, get them involved in brainstorming and workshopping, or putting in putting a business plan together if you have one, or just talking through the direction of the business. How can we best market the business? Whatever it is, try and get your employees involved in it. If you've got online tools there, like Microsoft Teams or anything else, you know, try and create a public channel as well where everyone's on it and you can share public messages.
0: What can and can't someone ask in an interview? I feel like this is a question that you probably would get a lot and one that would probably be very helpful to our small businesses out there.
1: Yeah, well, interviewing, obviously a critical part of recruitment. And look, I could sit here and, and list a number of questions that we shouldn't be asking really because they're tied towards some sort of irrelevant characteristic that's defined within our... Anti discrimination legislation. I think where the opportunity lies for business is to be asking better questions and making the interview more interesting. You know, I read a, an article from that came out of the Australian Human Resource Institute a few weeks ago, and it was on interview questions. and It was titled "Interview Questions That Could Save You From Hirers Remorse." The author said that oh, that that question that everyone asks in every interview, you know, tell us about your strengths and weaknesses. You know, the, those two questions just.
0: Who hasn't been asked that? It,
1: they don't cut it anymore. And, I, and I'll tell you what, this is what candidates are doing, right? So they, they're anticipating these questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now they can go online and log into their chat GPT, put the question in, how to best respond to this to make it sound positive. And they rehearse that response and they come in and they, they act it out. And, you know, they, they, they're they nailing interviews because they're anticipating all these questions. I think candidates are, are, are getting sick of being asked these questions, in all honesty, and we're sick of asking them. So, you know, in this article, they listed a whole lot of questions I thought were great, but there were three that, that stood out to me because I, I got a soft spot around employee development mm. and how can we grow our employees because that's a big part in in retaining good talent as well. So the questions that stood out for me, and they're just a starting point. So you'd have to dig a little bit deeper. But I had first one is, what's the toughest feedback you'll, you've ever received?
0: That's a good one.
1: Yeah. So by asking this, you you want to see their level of emotional intelligence. So you know, will they show vulnerability, and hopefully they talk about their growth areas. The next question. That stood out for me was what's the biggest win you've had in your career that's All a nice right. one. so yeah it's a good one a lot of sales companies i think would like to to ask that one because you're going to see passion in action and it sends a message too that that your business values celebrating the wins the other question i think is good is what do you want to learn here studies show a, 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 one of the biggest reasons for for people leaving jobs at the moment is lack of opportunity to develop and advance their career. So by asking that particular question, you'll get a better idea of whether they have a growth mindset or not, and whether you're able to tailor some sort of plan to help them develop in their role. And and look, if if you don't have development opportunities available, then maybe they're not the right fit.
0: Simple truth, isn't it really? So for our small business owners listening today, what are your three top tips for anyone looking to improve their retention rate or team culture?
1: Yeah, well, this has been a big one, this topic, you know, since the pandemic and the great resignation, you know, it's all out there in the public domain. You know, I've read a lot into this and we, we've had to as as HR professionals reading the studies as to best ways to retain and engage team members there was one report I found very interesting. There was one this year that the 2023 Employee Engagement Trends Report by Reward Gateway. And they listed off a number of tips and strategies, but there were five that stood out for me. And the first one was treat employees like they matter. You know, we suggest that because employees do matter. <laughs> so employees <laughs> employees want managers that that truly care. Yes. That will take the time to listen. Spend time with them, get to know them, you know, have have the regular one on ones, you know, all of that. So, don't take your employees for granted. Don't treat them poorly, and remember that you know, loyalty is a two way street. The second point is having a focus on employee well being, and that's something that we're trying to do here at Local Search as well. It's something that I am quite passionate about, and where we say employee well being, um, we're not just talking about physical well being. And health, it's it's emotional well being and financial well being as well. Employees need to feel that they have the support, they can connect, and that there's you know lots of communication coming from the business. When I talk about emotional well being, something that um, I recently recently came across with Beyond Blue, so mm-hmm. they provide a service to small business owners called New Access, and this is a service that provides for direct access to um, a mental health coach that can work with a small business owner to help them manage their stress and, and overwhelm. Wow. And this service is also available for, for individuals. And it's where you get, um, I think you get six free sessions with this mental health coach. So they're not a psychiatrist, but they're a mental health coach. So they have similar strategies and can provide the support. You don't need a GP referral. You don't need, you know, Medicare it's not billed, so it's it's actually a free service. And it's it can be face-to-face. Um, you just need to get online and you search up the location. So I think you put in your postcode or whatever it is, where your business is placed, and you'll be directed to the nearest hub. And they may cater for face-to-face, but if not, it'll be either online via screen or, or telephone.
0: Wow, that's such a good idea.
1: Yeah. Another point, I know you said top three, but i got more than three here. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Another one, don't let employees drift into disengagement. So we want to remind them why they came into your business in the first place. Remind them what attracted them to to go there, why they love their job. Talk to them about how their talent and energy fuels your business and, and what your business does. And this article mentioned the four R's, which I thought was really cool. So revive, recharge, remind, and recognize when it comes to your employees and keeping them engaged another tip i would say i mean we've spoken about recognition but again it's important so use recognition as a hidden power so just simple ways to re- reward employees for their contributions another tip we all know right now about you know the cost of living it's going up there are people out there that are struggling so we can't all cater for salary increases and paying more and so there's other ways to offset that. And then there's to provide support around the cost of living. Anything from discount vouchers or educating on effective budgeting practices or maybe doing a one-off payment for them to visit a financial planner or, or anything like that. Those sort of areas can, can go a long way when it comes to addressing you know the, the issues that are coming out of the rising cost of, of living at the moment.
0: Those are some really good suggestions for our small businesses.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they're important. There's more in that report that I found really useful. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a hot topic at the moment, and I think small businesses can can jump on board and take a lot away from it. So they're not immune to, you know, the, the same challenges that um, large businesses and corporates face. They should still have a focus on how they can enhance engagement build a a strong culture, work on an employer brand. And by by doing that, you're going to attract and retain good people.
0: That's the key, isn't it? To attract and retain your top talent. That's the key. Well, I think that might be all we've got time for today, Wes. Thank you so much for joining
1: us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Local Search, one of Australia's leading full suite digital marketing services. They help more than 28,000 Australian businesses, making everything from building a website and SEO to Google Ads, social ads and more easy, effective and affordable. Go and check out their more than 400 online reviews. And while this podcast will give you the basics, if you do need a hand, visit business.localsearch.com.au.
0: Have you? We respectfully acknowledge the Yukon Bear People, the traditional owners of the land in which we record on, and pay our respects to their elders past and present.